while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, I'm Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. I believe we've got a guest tomorrow from the um, member of our, our state delegation, and that'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Uh, but tonight I'll be joined by you at 508 996 0500. Open phone lines. Uh, got nobody in the books. I'm just me and you uh, tonight talking about the things that matter. And <clears throat> And, of course, we have to lead in with the conversation uh, we had with uh, Sheriff Hodgson last night. And, you know, I keep saying this, but this is one of the one of the things that I really like about our program is that it allows us time after all the, you know, at the end of the day to have long form conversations with, you know, the people that are making decisions or the people that want to make the decisions and you can access, uh, you can you, you can call them directly and ask questions. And there were a lot of people that that called in and asked questions of the sheriff. Um, I'm gonna I'll probably play a couple clips of the interview. It's two hours. It was two hours, so it was very um, it was dense. It was a robust uh, interview for sure. And you know, in terms of like, I didn't count. Maybe I will next time. Maybe I will after. I didn't count the amount of supporters versus detractors that called him, but it seemed like a pretty. It seemed like it was pretty even. There were people that called in and said, "Thank you for your service. I'm going to vote for you." Um, some people said, "You know, you're running. You know, your your jail's out of control." It's one of them, uh, and uh, accused him of um, treating the inmates inhumanely. So some serious charges, also some uh, laudatory comments for the sheriff. Uh, in the calls, and he, you know, I think he addressed them the same way he addresses, you know, uh, everything very sternly but politely. Um, you know, I'm thinking about we have the good thing is we, you know, we're able to do this, and we got so many calls that came through. Um, I think, you know, I've been thinking about it, and I hate to be too rigid or, um, rigid maybe rigid trying to think of the word but what i'm thinking about is like for mayor haru's we have mayor haru in on monday his his democratic challenger paul haru his democratic challenger he's going to be here on monday same time seven and nine same format we're going to ask him questions he's also going to take your calls so you'll be able to talk to him directly if you want but i'm thinking uh in terms of the calls I think what I might do is you ask him a question, and then if the lines are full, I may drop you there. 
I may I may just drop you there. Some more some more calls can circle through, and you can take your answer off the air. I might do that. Um, it depends. I'm kind of feeling it out. But, you know, someone had said, oh, you didn't want to take my call. It's not true. I, I do want to take all the calls. I do want to talk. I do want you to be able to talk to the sheriff and talk to whomever we have here. Uh, it's just cycling through all these calls with commercial breaks and then, you know, with no definitive amount of time between like, OK, you said something. The sheriff responds. Do you say something again? I, I You know, I, I don't know. I don't have rules yet for that yet. So if I drop you, it's not because I don't appreciate your call or because I don't want you to call. I don't want you to say a bad thing about the sheriff or I don't want you to say a good thing about the sheriff or I don't want you to say a bad thing about Haru or a good thing about Haru. Has nothing to do with that on my end. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, logistics, time management, um, <clears throat> and making sure that, uh, you know, we're not giving, you know, a lot of airtime to one person, not a lot of airtime to another person. I'm trying to be as fair as possible. So I think the calls went well. You know, there's just a few miscues, you know, uh, just going forward. If you want to call in and talk to the candidates, I'd love you. I, I really want you to do that. Um, we just, you know, when, uh, when we have the sheriff, and I'm, I'm sure when we have Mayor Haru, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to have a high traffic calls. Don't be offended if you get dropped and you have to take your answer off the air. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate your call. doesn't mean you didn't ask a good question. You might have asked a great question. Uh, it just means I have to cycle through the call volume. So... Just wanted to address that to make sure no one thought I didn't appreciate their call or their commentary. And yeah, 508-996-0500 is how you can get the program. In fact, while I'm here, I think I'm allowed to make this announcement. Um, yeah, I'll make it. I'm al I think I'm allowed to make this announcement. Um, I spoke with management. Uh, I spoke with, it sounds very... Uh, it's called Kafka-esque management. I spoke with management, but I, I spoke with, um, I did speak with management. I spoke to Tim. I spoke to, and Tim spoke to uh, Michael and Mark, uh, but I spoke to management today um, with, uh, had a couple ideas on how not only should we do debate coverage, but how we should do election night coverage. And, both of my ideas got approved. So, the first thing is, for the sheriff's debate, which is Wednesday, October 19th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the first hour is the candidates asking each other questions and us asking the candidates questions. That's the first hour. The second hour is you asking the candidates questions, either Sheriff Hodgson, either Mayor Haro, or both. You can ask them questions. And you can message on the app chat, too. But I'm going to go through the calls before I go through the app chats. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get through the calls. The call, phone lines are full. It might take me a second to get to the app chats. But, again, the first hour... Sheriff and uh, Haru are going to be asking each other questions. Second hour, and we're going to ask them questions as well. Second hour, you're going to ask them questions. You're going to be able to call in. You can call in now at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program tonight. But during those two hours, during the entirety of those two hours, 
from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're going commercial free. We're going commercial free. That's right. We love our commercial partners, our, our sponsors. They keep the lights on, and we're going to obviously have some sponsorship for that debate. But the way I saw it was when we're trying to have a conversation here between like a, you know, we're, we're trying to have a conversation, you know, between these two candidates. We want it to be free flowing, right? We kind of want it to, if I have to take, you know, the meaty commercial breaks that we have, and I'm so happy that we've been able to sell this show. I haven't sold the show. They've been able to sell the show. It means, you know, there's a lot of interest in it. That's why we have so many, so many commercials and it's great. But if I have these big chunks of commercials in between that, it's kind of going to, it's kind of disrupted a little bit. So it's going to be one hour uninterrupted. I was warned too. Like, you know what you're getting into. You're not going to have a break. You know, there's no safety valve for you. If you, there's no safety valve for you. If you, um, if you need one. And I said, let's go for it. I also don't want the awkward silence in the break. I don't know what these two are going to say to each other. It's going to be the first, this might be, this might very well be the first time these two candidates are in the same room together because it's the first debate. So it might very well be the first time these candidates are in the same room together. They've been talking about each other, but not to each other yet. And they've been saying some serious things. It's a campaign. Of course they are. But I think this is a hotly contested race. I think this is something that, you know, I think this is very, it's a very charged race, something that there's a lot of passion on both sides uh, of the aisle on this race. And I think a lot of passion for each, each candidate. So I don't really want to sit here in a commercial break either. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> felt stupid. They say something to each other and I got to sit here, you know, try to make small talk. No, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. Plus I'll be able to fit more of your calls in. That's what's really important to me is I'm going to be able to fit more of your calls in. And actually fit your calls in now at 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. How you doing today? Hey, Tom. What's up? Hey, that's tremendous news. No commercials. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm yeah, really. That, that's terrific. Good job there. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, last night, I don't think there was anything that, that hurt the sheriff last night uh, in terms of the phone calls. Uh, I know there was a couple of things that I think if they uh, were worded different, we could have got a little more detail out of it. Um, but it, it, to me, when, when it comes to this part of the race, you know, the, the crunch time part, people that are asking the questions uh, have to know the answers before they ask them. Yeah. So, and, so, so it's like it's like when you're, you know, an, an effective question. Uh, in like a uh, in like a cross examination is one that the answer doesn't matter because you've already said the question. The right. jury's already heard what you said. Now that, that was the question that you like. You know when you're when you're when you're drawing your conclusion, it doesn't matter. And I think that's what a lot of people were a lot of callers were going for, which is fine. Honestly, that's fine with me. Yeah, I, yeah. Sometimes it's it's knowing the question <laughs> at a time, just knowing the answer mm -hmm. before you ask the question. And I, what I found was there, there was a lot of uh, attempts at haranguing. Uh, the sheriff, and uh, he was able to answer well, uh, the questions. Like, for, for the example, the $300,000 audit. Yes. Issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you knew the answer to that, then you, you could have asked it a different way. Or, 
you know, the, the, the funding for the wall. Uh, yeah. And if you knew the answer to that one, you could have had a field day. Well, uh, the, the folks coming in and asking those questions, to me, weren't presenting. Well, uh, I think the point, the point too, and I, again, I think this is fine to do. I think it's a totally fine thing to do is to just say, well, you donated money to fund Donald Trump's wall. I think that's a totally fine thing to do. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tactic, but we're going to have people call into Haru on Monday doing the same thing. You're, you're right. I, I mean, I think there's there's some people that just wanted to ask him the question to to just to get it out there, um, right. just to get out there that hey, this happened and you did this and all that, and that's fine. Again, I think that's you know, I think that's stuff okay. Like uh, what happened to the money that turned over to this private agency? Mm-hmm. Who was the agency? Yeah. Who was the board yeah. of directors? And do you support the, the Codfather the reference? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you yeah. support the pardoning of Steve Bannon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, it, I, it, I don't know. I don't. I, it, the thing is, I thought Steve Bannon was that was a separate wall fund. Maybe it wasn't. Um, I thought that was like a separate thing. I, yeah. Even even if it was, I mean, I, again, I, I think that the, the the problem is 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 sometimes too. Uh, and I'm I I I understand and I understand and sympathize uh, with this position, but um, you're trying to get one over on Sheriff Tom Hodgson, and uh, that's not easy to do. In fact, it's it's near, it's damn near impossible to do. Um, so I think there's, there's, that's often a source of frustration, uh, for people. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it was good. I, I don't think there was anything, uh, that, uh, he responded to that would hurt him. I learned no. a few things myself. Um, yeah. I still, still have a nonpartisan, uh, question that I think I'm, I'll ask both candidates during the debate if I'm able to get on. And that oh, you'll is, get on. Can, can we get, uh, funding for these folks before they leave the premises. You know, it's a yeah. problem. And, uh, you know, my, uh, Chris was saying that you need legislation. For that. I don't think so. I think there could be some type of collaboration with the welfare department. Uh, you know, I think there's an excellent, you know, maybe you could... You could say that they're, they're, that the state legislature could step in and, 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 and provide something, but it could also be a matter of directing the re- appropriating the resources that you already have at your disposal. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, you, you can't do anything there because you need the state legislature. I didn't agree with that either. I think it's because you you have certain light items in your budget and there's there's definitely room for discretionary spending. It's just a matter of, of where that or where that might go. I mean, when you think about it, somebody leaving there that, you know, and some of them will leave there, you know, and they still got bank accounts and all that stuff yeah. and families. Others don't. And, you know, to yeah. put them on the street with without any type of support doesn't even give them a chance to go to a yeah. friend's house and say, hey, can I stay on your couch until I get an address established? Right. Where if they had money in their pocket, you know, they, there's flop houses in town, you know, to at least get a, a roof over their head to establish address so they can uh, plug into the system. The bottom line is if you're out there and you got no dough and you got no food, you're going to commit a crime again. I mean, just to survive. Yeah. It's justifiable in in, in your head to do that. And we can avoid all that. And I'm telling you, I, I, I deal with folks on the street quite a bit. And there's been, let's just say the word several folks, you know, that, 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 uh, uh, have had that situation uh, happen to them. And it, so something is just not right. There's, there's got to be a better way around that. I, I had a guy that did uh, 
did a, went to prison. He had gotten out of prison. Uh, he got out of prison. Was there for a long, long time, right? And got out and uh, had committed a crime after to broke into a car. Basically, had committed a crime after. We pull it out to this, so he you know he admitted to it. But um, but it committed this crime, and then it was because this person didn't have like broke into the car to take it, but which is bad. But the person didn't have anywhere like anywhere to go. They had just gotten out of the hospital. They needed to go somewhere. They couldn't walk. And then a few days later, I see the client taking a nap on the sidewalk in between the walkway from my office to the courthouse. So yeah, and that, that was state prison. It wasn't um, it wasn't uh, Hodgson's prison. But it's still a problem. There's still an issue, and I think that was the I think that's the crux of Haru's campaign is that there needs to be better reentry planning at the uh, at the sheriff at the House of Correction. And uh, that I would that I would agree with, and I don't I don't use that as a partisan issue, but because it is a lot of work to, to you know get some oh, of course programming yeah, yeah, that. of course. But I, I think society would benefit no matter who who became the sheriff as long as they could get that done. I agree. But anyway, it's a great show. Can't Thank wait you. for uh, Monday next yeah, one. That's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that that'll that'll be fun. Tonight will be fun too. Give me a call at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So, yeah, I think that's the you know hot. I I I went back and forth with uh, the sheriff a little bit about recidivism, uh, and it's a term that gets thrown out a lot. It's like a. I learned it when I was you know studying criminal justice in college right it's one of those things that i say recidivism recidivism rate you know recidivism this and you know the sheriff obviously knows what it means and and chris obviously knows what it means and and mayor haru obviously knows what it means but that doesn't mean most people do and you shouldn't it's not a term that most people use and so when we talk about recidivism when that word gets thrown around i just want to clarify for people and i'll keep doing it and you might get annoyed you're like marcus you already said this but i know that every time i say it there's going to be someone else that hasn't heard the term before that knows that has a general idea of what it means when someone recidivates basically uh it means that they've reoffended and they've ended up back in prison recidivism means that they've reoffended and they've ended up back in prison or back in the or back in the um, you know, correctional system in general. And, you know, I, I went back and forth to the sheriff about recidivism. There's a study, there's a study by the Department of Corrections um, of like 2,000 some odd uh, prisoners, 2,000 some odd prisoners in the, in, the, in the correctional system. And they could have gone to state, federal, county jail. The sheriff is correct about that. And it's their last known, what their last known address is, is in Bristol County. But Bristol County had the highest rate of recidivism. Franklin County, which is, I believe, in the Berkshires, had the highest, highest. But they have, like, it's like 10 people. So, really, Bristol County had the highest rate of recidivism at 40%. And Hodgson's, you know, what Hodgson said was, well, that's because it's their last known address. It doesn't, you know, people could have committed a crime conceivably who had their address in, let's say someone lived in Fairhaven, committed a crime in uh, uh, Plymouth, went to the Plymouth County uh, Jail, and then reoffended and ended up in state prison or ended up in Barnstable. That could have happened. Um, I would probably, you know, and what I said to him was, 
most likely someone who lives in Bristol County and commits a crime there is probably going to end up where you're under your care and control at some point. But, you know, it's a fair point to make uh, on, on his end. I, I, I do. I do agree. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, good evening. What's yeah, up, man? Um, did that guy come out and fight with Hodgkins in the last minute? No. What guy? Always rival there, his former prisoner. Oh, no, I didn't hear that guy. Marco, I think is his name. Oh, too bad. That, that's funny when those two go at it. That was, I mean, that was wild, honestly. I, I was, you know, I, <laughs> I've, uh, that was wild. That was that was like unprecedented. I've never heard that happen. Anything like that happened before. A plaintiff in a lawsuit calls the defending party uh, in a class action live, you know, over the airwaves. That that was that was crazy. That was set up. Somebody had um, must must have informed that guy that Hoggy mm-hmm. was going to be on the uh, radio, and I think that's that was set up. Could have been, yeah. But uh, I have another problem. Uh, that bus terminal man is crazy. Oh yeah, he's really out of control. They need to do something about it. Yeah, um, I had an encounter with a few ladies. It was over a cigarette yesterday, <laughs> and it wasn't at the bus station, but it continued to the bus station on the bus. And these people are always hanging at the bus station and uh, stuff. And there was there was just some. Uh, threats made and I had a warn the person if they had tried anything that I would have to do self-defense and um, I don't know the drama continued Um, I went to the courthouse and talked to them about it they said there's not really much that can be done just ignore them stay away from them but it's just that bus station is so small it's really hard to avoid people so I'm yeah. thinking about thinking about an alternative. Um, I know when I can take the nine, I can go up the street and uh, wait for the bus up there. Except when it gets cold, though. Yeah, um, it's kind of I don't know. I'm just too old for the drama and games and it's just these. Some of these people really need to get a life. <laughs> they hang down the bus station all day. And I'm not going to get into what they do and stuff, but they just hang at my bus station all day. It's it's actually kind of sad, but, I mean, you know, you're down there waiting for the bus, and it's, like, chaotic down there. You shouldn't have to... You shouldn't have to be sitting down there around a chaotic atmosphere. The employees that work there don't do anything about it. The police that are down there that are supposed to be watching it are on their phones, and just something needs to be done. I think well, their hands are tied too. I mean, it's if if they're not like actively committing a crime, what's what's the what's the what's the officer going to do? I know they do have officers walking the beat over there. Um, yeah, I told I told the police officer today he was all right. Um, I said if um, I see these people today, I had a problem with. I said rather than get myself because they were three women. So you really don't want to get yourself in a situation with a woman that he cause a big mess. But um, I told the officer outright that if somebody attempts to pull a weapon on me, I'm going to pepper spray him. 
<laughs> I made it clean in the car, but I said, I'll let you, if I see you, and there's stuff there down there, I will let you know. But he's not going to be down there all the time. I, I, I mean, I hope, I hope it doesn't come to that. That'd be bad. No, I don't want it to come to that, but I've been... I have. I've been stabbed twice. I'm not getting stabbed. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's terrible. But I carry pepper spray, and I warned that person. They were reaching for their pocket. I said, you pull that knife out, I'm going to pepper spray you. Jeez. And then the drama spread. It happened up at uh, the old Shaw's Plaza, whatever you call it now. Um, and it escalated. They get on the bus, it escalated to the bus station. Now the drama queens are running around the bus station gossiping and all that. It's, it's like kid shit. Grow up. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm I'm sorry to I'm sorry to hear that. I, I mean, I think you, you know you had you had the right idea to try to find an alternative uh, route if you're having that much trouble at the uh, at the terminal downtown. Yeah, I mean, the girl that's working there at night. She's young, but she. She's out there hanging around with them. You're, you're supposed to be doing your job, and you're out there hanging around with them. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Other people that are listening out here know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to that. But when it comes to that bus station, yeah, yeah, they need to they need to do something about it. I think Mayor Mitchell's been informed many a times. He's always saying he's got to do something about it. He hasn't done it. You should call. You should call him and, and ask him when uh, he's on with Tim next Wednesday. Actually, yeah. he'll be on with us. I think next week too. But call him when he's on with Tim and ask yeah, him. Yeah, I thought about that, but I know he. Uh, see, I don't hate homeless people. I've been through this before myself, and it can happen to anybody. And I understand that a lot of them are messed up. You know, it really gets to you being out there, but. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. I outweigh. I outweighed this girl by a hundred pounds. I wouldn't have hit her, but you mean you're gonna you're gonna pull a knife on me? I'm gonna pepper spray you. I don't care. Well, listen. I, I think I think your best course of action is probably finding another route. Uh, if you're having yeah. that much problem there, if you're worried about weapons being drawn on you, and uh, I, you know, I've seen constituent services happen when the mayor is on the air with Tim. He gets called. He, 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 he addresses it. So I would call next, next Wednesday. I'd give him a call and, and bring this up to him. And as far as the cigarettes go, they're not even supposed to be up there smoking. They're supposed to be. I get it, man. I, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a big issue over. I, I get it. It's a big issue. Uh, I know yeah. I'm not, I'm all, I'm familiar with it as a criminal defense attorney. I'm familiar with things that can happen at the bus station. Uh, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I think that's the, your best course of action. Is I think you can talk directly to the mayor next Wednesday. But hey, listen, I, I got to take this break, man. I, I appreciate right, I your call. I told you what I need to tell you. All right, man. Uh, have a good night. You as well. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Fourteen twenty WBSF Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow, but uh, and we've got a good guest for you. But I'm joined by you this evening at five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. That's you can get the programs open phone lines uh, throughout the show. Um, so I want to do that announcement that I I just made, just in case you're just tuning in, and a lot of people may get home a little later. They might turn on their radio or turn on the app or their phone or Alexa. There's so many ways to uh, enjoy our content. Um, but however you're listening, if you're just listening now, I 
floated this idea to management at the station. Uh, I might I might have been jumping the gun by making the announcement, but I'm just too excited not to. That the sheriff's debate, because you know I had to, I had Hodgson on. We had Hodgson on last night. You guys, so many phone calls, and I love that you you all wanted to call in and talk to our guests, especially uh, the sheriff, and you know say what you needed to say to him. Uh, that's great. That's why we have the show, right? That's why we have the show, um, and that's wonderful. Uh, but there, you know, I had, to, I had to manage the commercials, and I'm so happy that we have our great commercial partners. They not only have great products, they help us provide this content to you. But we're going to go with a sponsor on 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 the sheriff's debate. We're going to go commercial free. We're going commercial free on the sheriff's debate from seven to nine on October nineteenth. October nineteenth. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Paul Haro is going to be in studio. Sheriff Tom Hodgson is going to be in studio. They're going to debate. They're going to debate. And in the first hour, Chris and I are going to be asking them questions. They're going to ask be asking each other's each other questions. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, you did that in the Democratic primary and everybody was really nice and played patty cake until the next day when everybody got all mad at each other, you know, off the air. That's not going to happen this time. I promise you. I promise you. I, I, I promise you that is not going to happen this time. This is going to be contentious. It's going to be contentious. So they're going to ask each other questions. I'm going to ask them questions. You know, keep time, all that stuff. And then in the second hour, you're going to be able to call in and ask the sheriff a question Ask Mayor Hero a question or ask them both a question. Not three. You get you get one crack at it. You get one crack at it. You can ask one, you can ask one, the other, or both a question. So during that time, it's going to be uninterrupted, commercial free. And that's going to allow this conversation to flow a lot better. Now I per, trust me, like I, I was warned too. Uh, yeah, that's fine, but you know what you're getting into, not having it a break, not having that escape belt. I like having breaks in my shows. Trust me. I love it. I love that we get sponsors. I love that people sell the show. I love that I get a, a five minutes to just collect, you know, catch a breath, get a water, make a tea. You, you really, you really, you really appreciate how much five minutes, how much time five minutes is when you talk for 15 hours a week. <laughs> When you're talking for 15 hours a week, you pre appreciate really how much time uh, five minutes is. But um, we're going to just go straight through this time because we want to have uninterrupted, uh, free-flowing, uninterrupted conversation. There'll be the news break, obviously. There'll be the news break, you know, in the 8 o'clock hour. And in the 8 o'clock hour from 8 to 9, you get to call. And that's going to allow me to fit in as many calls as possible. As many calls as possible. Because we're going commercial free. The other thing I wanted to, and I, and I, got, I got kind of carried away. The other thing I wanted to announce with our, uh, a bit of a change in one of our special uh, broadcasts. 
We had election coverage, you remember, on primary night. Chris and I were here on primary night. We did an election coverage. It was great. It was during our normal time slot from 7 to 10. We were here. We had Bill Strauss call in after he after he had declared victory. We had um we had uh we had Chris Markey call in after his his camp had had uh had secured their victory as well. And but the problem was we couldn't get the results in on time for the for the sheriff's race. We couldn't call that race. We couldn't get the results in in time for the DA's race. We couldn't call that race. And we heard from we we heard from DA Quinn the next day, right? And we heard from I heard from Paul we heard from Paul Herrera the next day after he won the Democratic primary for sheriff. But we couldn't hear from we couldn't hear from him that night. We couldn't get the live reactions and we couldn't call the race. We were able to call two races, two local races. It was called here first from our sources, um, you know, inside the camps, inside the campaigns that were running. And that was awesome. We were able to do that. We were really excited about that. But we knew we needed more time. We knew we needed more time. So, again, I asked him, Tim, you know, I asked Michael, Mark. They had management had a conversation. We're going five hours on election night. Five hours. We're going from seven to midnight, Chris and I. We're going seven to midnight on election night. Because at first we were saying, oh, we're going to get an extra hour. We're going to get an extra hour. I talked to Michael the next day after. I talked to Tim the day after. They both said, yeah, no, no problem. Next uh, On election day, you get an extra hour. And then I thought about it. And I said to Chris, really should have an extra two. We really should have an extra two. Because if we have an extra two, we're going to, that'll ensure that we get the results in on time. Because some of those results are going to come in late. Right. Especially if the sheriff's election's close, you know, you never know. One of those statewide the auditor's election might be close. Uh, some of the state rep elections, you know, you've got Jeff, Jeff Swift and and, uh, and Bill Strauss. You've got uh, Paul Schmidt and Evan Gendro. You know, if that you, you never know if those elections are close, we want to be able to call them for you. We want to be able to call those races. So we're going to be here on election night, Chris and I, seven to twelve. And again, I got the same thing at a warning, like, hey, you know, you're going to be on for a while, right? <laughs> it's a long time. You got enough to talk about? I'm like, yeah, we got plenty to talk about. We're going to be able to call races. We're going to have candidates call in. We're going to have other people call in throughout that entire time. We've got so much time that we can book uh, for, for, for the people that won, the people that lost, the people that, um, you know, analyze the races. We got a lot of time for you guys to call in. We got a lot of time to get results. It's going to be great. So those are the two big announcements. Those are the two big announcements. On the sheriff's debate on October 19th, we're going commercial free. And election coverage, November 8th, we're going to midnight. We're doing it. We're going to midnight. I might regret those those decisions. I might end up regretting those decisions. But... It's it's going to I think it I don't think so. I think it's going to be great. So I'm really excited about it. I hope you are too. Okay. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. I'm going to take a break. Listen to us live. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh Chris will be back tomorrow. Uh I'm here with you until 10 p.m. 
I'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program this evening. Also take your messages on the app chat as well. And um, so <laughs> just trying to get on. Oh, never mind. I'll try to get on after the app chat. I'm not on it now. Um, I forgot my laptop. Sorry. Anyway, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Um, you know, uh, I'll play this clip, actually, a conversation that the sheriff had back and forth. I thought it was pretty interesting because we were talking about the suicide that happened at Ash Street Jail. So. all bad are they do they all not have good policies or procedures well, so let's let's actually talk about that because one of the criticisms that was brought up by um by your opponent mayor haru was that um they cited a, a, a 2018 um report and you've been quoted in in the report so i know that you're familiar with it from the new england uh new england center for investigative yeah, reporting yep. yes um so what they were saying is uh in a 12-year span from 2006 to 2018 the time of the reporting that bristol county was a was responsible for a quarter of all uh county jail suicides uh in the commonwealth um there was a they also said i think he also might have cited or i, I might have read this elsewhere there was an audit in 2019 that said that while um there were uh, a, a decrease in suicides in uh, most county jails throughout the country there was an increase in suicides in bristol county jails so i think one of the criticisms coming from your opponent and and, and opponents of you in, in in particular um is that uh that you're not doing enough um for suicide prevention there and they're citing hard data to, to, to uh, back that up so what they need to do is tell me specifically what we're not doing that they would do and they won't be able to tell you anything because the guy who runs our medical operation at our place he specializes in suicides we're the only sheriff's office in the commonwealth of massachusetts that has a behavioral unit to deal with people like this and guess what middlesex had a guy they couldn't handle and they they, they tried and they sent him to us and you know what he went through our behavioral unit, went right back to Middlesex, no more problems. So we're we're on we're right on the cutting edge of this stuff. Every sheriff's office in the Commonwealth. Now if you want to go by numbers, yeah, you can also do a comparative study of what the differences are in the populations in those counties and what the higher risks are for the kinds of populations you have. For example, the drug use in this area, right? And the and and the the problems that we have of people with mental health issues in this area will be different than some of these other counties. So so unless you can tell me that we, and this is the problem with what these critics do, they don't really think about it. They don't they don't drill into it. These guys who are claiming we have more suicides, okay, that's great to say that. But now let me ask you a question. What exactly aren't we doing? Because we're constantly evaluating this stuff. We have I said we've been nationally accredited. They go through all our stuff. Are they all wrong? Are all these people wrong? And do you believe for any for one second, Marcus, I know you, I don't I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying does anybody really believe that for 25 years that, that all of a sudden we just ignore the suicides, that we're doing things wrong and just creating this environment so people can commit suicides and our people aren't doing the job and it has something to do with us? Because you'd have to believe that all those professionals that do this for a living and do the accreditations from different parts of the country 
are all complicit in helping us keep an environment that's, that helps people, promotes the idea that people could easily commit suicide and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. I suppose, the, uh, I suppose um, they could maybe argue that the, the standards uh, should be higher, but then again, that wouldn't be your fault. Um, are, so there's the suggestion that uh, Bristol County, uh, residents of Bristol County are at higher risk for suicide than residents of other counties in the Commonwealth? Well, no, my point to you is that demographically, you have to look at the populations and look at the problems that the people have in those areas. And we have a serious problem with drugs and mental health problems. We, everybody knows that in relation to, I mean, Springfield's got problems, but this area has traditionally, we're along heroin highway here, right? Right. So we have a lot of serious problems with this. And so when we do this, Marcus, look, if anybody that would believe that our people would ever want to just say, I don't care whether this guy dies or not, it, it just they, they're just saying it because they, they, they don't want to really know the truth. Our people, our people, honestly, we take pride. And when you, I'll, I'll share, I can't share with you now, but I'll share with you the comments from the, the accreditation chairman that just came. And we have several where they would, independent, right? I came into the review. I wasn't there when they were doing the review or anything else. But at our closeout session... I couldn't believe how complimentary, and it wasn't just him, all the, all the other inspectors, or four inspectors, all absolutely comedy. Yeah, you guys. I just thought that was an interesting exchange. I don't know. I thought the reasoning was interesting uh, to the data. I had offered the data of the high suicide rates and his response. I just thought it was an interesting exchange. One of the highlights of the uh, of the uh, debate. i got to take a break. I'll be right back. The New England Patriots are